here outside of uh, Uvalde, Texas, and we're here with a good friend of Bushnell and good friend of mine, uh, Mike Stroff, um, with Savage Outdoors and SOE. Um, tell us a little bit what, what you've got going out here. I've been really impressed with everything that you showed us and, and all the different hunts. And man, you're, you're a man of thousand talents trying to keep everything afloat. So tell uh, us a little I don't bit know about a thousand talents, maybe uh, too many irons in the fire. <laughs> we, we've got a, uh, some really good hunting here. Um, we own some of the ranches that we hunt and we lease a lot of places. So I'm really lucky to work with some great landowners that allow us to lease great properties. You can't put on great hunts without having great properties to do it on. So we're, we're really lucky. It's taken a long time for us to acquire all that we have and have access to it and build the trust factor and all those things. But that's kind of the business model of our outfitting, you know, right. Um, but you guys came out, you're kind of on the back end of the peak of the Turkey, uh, activity. Um, you know, we're hunting Rio's down here. Right. So, uh, there's no shortage of turkeys. We got lots of birds on lots of different ranches. And so we were able to kind of always stay on fresh birds and stay ahead of it. And, you know, my, my guides and the guys that work with me are awesome. Um, they are the reason we're successful the way we are. They're crucial. My job is to kind of facilitate all this madness that's going on. And I do a lot of the scouting and management, so to speak, and keep them ahead on the hunt. So like I may be a day or two ahead of them scouting and then telling them, Hey, this is where we need to be with your hunters mm -hmm. the next couple of days. So even when I'm not out with the hunter calling for them or sitting in the deer blind with them, I'm still very much involved in all those hunts. Right. Uh, there's a lot that, you know, we're doing, um, but we're, we're proud of what we do. Uh, you know, I like to think we're good at it sometimes. Uh, and then we get lucky sometimes too. Uh, but, but the, the, the hunting here is really good. Yeah. And that's why I moved here. You asked me, how did you end up in Texas or, exactly. from North yeah. Carolina? And it was, this is the hunting paradise. Yeah, it, it is God's country. And, and the place you took us yesterday, the place we went this morning, I now I know why. It's it's one of the best kept secrets. Well, it may not be a best kept secret anymore because it's out there. Hopefully so. not. There's a lot of people watching my TV show. So <laughs> yeah. it's not, hopefully yeah, they're it's, all watching. It's really not a, a secret anymore. But yeah, we, we've had a lot of success the last, uh, well, it's not even been a day. We, we rolled in about this time yesterday. So a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of success. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the Rio versus the Mary or the Osceola and the Rio versus the Eastern. And then kind of what we can expect with the Mary when we go up to Montana. Yeah. Well, you guys have got a pretty cool spring. I, I want to be you this spring. I, I thought I got to hunt a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, getting to chase the whole grand slam. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, but you know, they, they all, a lot, all the birds are a little different. Um, I personally, when I've hunted the different species, I'll end up hunting them a little bit different. And it's not necessarily always the bird. A lot of it has to do with the pressure that's on the bird and the, in the terrain or area that you're hunting them in, yeah. uh, cause it's all different. Um, and the population of birds, you know, mm. you got a lot of birds, don't have a lot of birds, you know, down here, it's kind of nice because with the Rios, if we mess one up, you know, a lot of these guys from back East are used to hunting Easterns. If they spook one here, it's like, you, you know, you shot their dog. They're just, oh gosh, it's all over. You know, I'm like, we're gonna find another one. Well, yep. you know, when you're hunting Easterns a lot of places, that was the bird you were hunting. Like it's, you screwed up and the day's over. Here it's, I don't, I'll go find another bird. Let's, yeah. let's go pick your head up, let's roll. Uh, you know, because of the number of birds we have here. Right. Um, you know, and of course there's other areas in the country that that way too, but you know, that's the nice thing about hunting here is lots of targets of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Lots of chances to find a turkey that's in the right mood. Um, but, uh, so difference, like, so from the Rios, 
Um, an Eastern hunter a lot of time would think would probably say that we're over calling when we're hunting the Rios. Like if, if he's cutting me off and talking to me, I, I'm, I'm on him. Like I, yeah. want, I want him to come. And most of the time you just keep them interested and they're going to come on with it. Um, you know, hunting Easterns, you could definitely overcall. There ain't no question about it. Uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with the pressure on those birds. You know, it might not be as many birds, you know, depending on where you are. Uh, and, you know, if they've, if they've been pressured, they've been educated, you know, you, you've got to trick them. You know, right. there's a lot more to it. Uh, so overcalling can kind of screw you up there. So, you know, we'll definitely be a little more cautious when we hunt the Easterns. Um, you know, roosting the birds, at, you know, when you're hunting Easterns, or Osceola's are is is a important part, so you know where they're at. So you, you start in the right spot in the morning. Here, if we don't bother the birds in the afternoons, most of the time they're going to roost in the same place, right? Or if not the same tree necessarily, the same area. So I don't have to go visit those birds every day to know where they are. Uh, so again, that's kind of a different way you might you, you're always roosting birds. You know when you're hunting the back east, you know. Um, like that tree you showed us yesterday, there was no leaves in that section of the tree, and I'm, I'm like, no, it's dead. And you're like, no, that's where the turkeys have been roosting. That's that, because that those birds are in that tree every night, as long as I've been hunting that place. And that's there's just, there's literally no in the top of that oak tree in the middle. There's no leaves on it, and it's because there's always a turkey on the limb. That's nuts. That I've I've never seen that. That was pretty incredible to see that. If you walk under that tree, it's you yeah. get three inches deep of turkey poops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Let's, let's walk through my hunt yesterday. You know, we roll in about almost two o'clock. We get our gear ready and you're like, I got a good spot for you. Um, and as we were driving over there, you're like, okay, I know there's birds there. Just, just get in there, be quiet for 30 minutes or more. Slightly calm, see what happens. It was a super hot day yesterday. Yeah, it was extremely hot. Hottest day we've had all year. Um, a little bit windy. So it's like, all right, how can we get in the bottom out of the wind and in a place where we know turkeys might go? Because yesterday morning it was real humid, heavy air, pressure dropped. It just wasn't a great morning. They didn't do a lot in the right. afternoon. I didn't think it was going to be much better as hot as they've gotten. So it's like, we need to go where we know turkeys are going to be. So we popped up a blind in a good location. There's water in the area. Uh, it down the shade got us out of that wind a little bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was the plan and it, it actually worked <laughs> well and we we drove in and you turned down that that alley into the i guess there's a lot of mesquite and thicket and stuff and we drove down that alley and sure enough there was two gobblers right in the road and a hen or two off to the side and, you, and we just kind of sit there and watched a little bit and let them kind of meander off the road we pulled down in the bottom and it was nice down in the bottom you're right that that wind was cut off by the banks and yep. and everything and then we had a friend in, in the blind when James and I got into the blind. and That's the first for this year. I've had that happen a couple of times over the years. But I told these guys right when they first went to go get into the blind, I was like, no matter what you do, when, when you're getting in a ground blind here, always check it because there could be a rattlesnake. I mean, you say that, it never happens. But so. I, I'm backing the truck up to pull away, and you guys are bailing out of the door. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Oh, yeah. And there's a snake in there. So they literally had, and it was a little guy. Yeah, it was small. Yeah, he was yeah. curled up in there. Maybe 12 inches. When yeah. he rattled, you said it was like, He was hitting against the side. And I, and I looked through the everywhere in there. And, and again, the, and anyone hunting in Texas, really, really look closely. Because, I mean, I, I, I had to have looked over him or... When I moved that bag of that chair, he was under that bag or something. I don't know, but 
he came out, got upset when James and I got in there, and boy, we flew out of there as fast as we could and, yeah. and disposed of him pretty quickly. And yeah, no, I'm not a snake fan either, so that was... Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't happen every day. Uh, it can't happen. And the fact that it was a smaller snake was probably a bad thing because you might not have noticed he was there if he didn't rattle. But if it was one of those six-footers, you probably got bit. Yeah. So it's probably better if it was a small snake, I guess. Yeah, and that, that confined space, if that had been a six-footer, that blind would have been flipped over and I would have been bailing. Except <laughs> I got all four corners staked and rope staked. You'd have been pushing up on it, and then the snake would have been in the blind with you. Oh, geez, that would have been awful. But So we, we get we after we <laughs> dispose of that that little guy, we get in the blind, and, and James and I, not quite sure how to get situated. We get situated, and you're gone, and, and we knew the turkeys were in the area. You yeah, know, like, and, and most most places tell us, you know, if you're just drive in there like you're being a farmer, don't disrupt anything, just stay in the truck, go from the truck to the blind and be done. And that's exactly what we did. Got it. Killing the snake. Yeah, besides killing the snake and probably making all sorts of racket, but took care of that and and sat there for 10 minutes and the turkeys came up over the, the bank of the hill and there was three nice gobblers in there. They all had paintbrushes. Went, went back and looked at that video and it's just like, man, and you, you pretty much laid it out for us. I mean, that was awesome to, so you, you've hunted that area a lot over the years, obviously. Oh, yeah. So you kind of knew. That's what I, in fact, last <clears throat> spring I took my son in there and that's where he killed his gobbler. And, uh, you know, every year we, we can kill two or three right there. It's always, you know, you just, you go hunt it. And like all of our places, we really go out of our way to try to uh, you know, give the areas breaks. So yeah. um, that we're not over pressure and we're not killing too many birds out of one place or any of that. So literally, you know, we, yeah, we've hunted there this year. Uh, I took a bow hunter in there. Um, and but that was almost two weeks ago. Oh, man. No, no one's been in there. So the pressure on these places is virtually nothing. You know, and so if you know where they're going to be on a tough afternoon like that, it's just what you got to do. Yeah, that's, I, I think that that's key is you've got so much property out here, you know exactly where they are and just keeping them not, you know, people constantly hitting on them and hitting on them. And oh, I, you can't do that. And that. That's the pressure thing, you know, because yeah. these places are so big. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the neighbor's doing because we have control of a big enough block that we can keep the pressure off. The only pressure they're getting is what we put on them. We're back east. A big place might only be a couple hundred acres. Well, yep. those birds are all over the neighbors. That's the right. And stuff. And so you can't control what somebody else is doing. That's right. Yeah. So then this morning, you know, we were excited. We got my third leg of the, the Grand Slam, one to go in Montana. I'm, I can't thank you enough. You're almost there. I'm almost, almost there. there. I, I go, going with Blanton, so I'm sure where we're going up at J&J um, Guide Service up in at Kalaka, Montana, and I'm probably not saying that right, but um, we've got a full week to do that. <laughs> so, so, so Mr. David Blanton's going to take you uh, turkey hunting. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so looking forward to that, and and then you're kind of a spoiled turkey hunter. I am. I am. I. I am not because you got away with me. That's not what I mean. You got to go with Waddell, Culpepper, and Blanton, Blanton, and you. I mean, I just want to be. I want to be him and go hunt with these guys. <laughs> I, Michael and Culpepper are about as good a turkey hunter as you can get. I, they, that was an incredible experience. And crawling on my belly out in the middle of the field and, and reaping on that. That has that to be Culpepper. That was Culpepper. Because yeah. he is mad at turkeys. Yeah. I don't understand it. He was born angry at him and still <laughs> angry at him. And 
He's killed more than most people, and he's still just as, I mean, just fired up mad as you could possibly be at him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm spoiled down here, so we'll hunt these Rios, and if we don't get one, like I say, I'll just go find just another Just go to the next place. I'm not yeah. worried about it, because tomorrow will be good. You yeah. Because there's just so many birds. They, those guys are so driven, and they're so used to hunting those Easterns. They come out here, and it's like a slaughter. It's like, yeah. hey, boys, slow down, you know, because... You hunt them that hard, you're just, I mean, they, they're not, they're not going to lose. You know, well, just, Blanton and Nick just finished down here a few weeks ago, and I think they had one picture. They had six birds between the two of them, or it, it, I think there was more people was hunting, from, but boys man, from Georgia. Yeah. They, they were just like, ah, so no, it's, it's been fun. And then this morning, you know, we had two birds and I'm like, you know, James has been with me the, the whole trip. And I'm like, I want James to, to take the second bird and. I want to try this. Cool. My hand at being behind the camera and have that work. Oh, sh it's terrible. <laughs> I do not want his job. Just put me behind the gun and I'm fine. Yeah, and I didn't think I helped things any. I, I I get all you know creative and like yeah, I'm gonna fan him down here and I start putting the fan up while I'm blocking the camera. I'm running. I'm like ah, he's getting it on film. I don't have to worry about it. And, you know, yeah, no, it's it, it is a tough job and it's a thankless job too. So. So we get James out and, you know, he's, we get, I get the retay, the 12 gauge retay out for him, get him his shells. He's excited. He didn't sleep a wink last night. <laughs> and we, we walk around, you know, we get out of the truck and no more than we get out of the truck and we're here in Gobbler, the Goblin. Oh, and that I'm, was quick. And to the north, to the west, I think to the northwest. I mean, there were, they were everywhere. yeah, it, it did. It felt, it felt like I was back in Florida again with the Osceolas because when we were in they were all around us. It was just everywhere. And that's kind of the way it felt this morning. So we walked in and we came around that, that I guess that knob or that tree grove and we could see them flying down already. Oh man, it was way early. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say we were late. It was just, they were early. I mean, I'd like to have been five minutes earlier, but man, I mean, hens were hit. A lot of times the gobbler will fly down. It's almost dark, you know, yeah. he'll sit there and strut around. But I mean, there were hens coming down. It was, it was quite the, you know, cluster going on when we got there, and I was like, we, we have no choice but to set up like where we're standing. Yeah, you crawl up here, I'm gonna crawl back here, and we're gonna try to make it work. Yeah, and and, and James kind of crawled to his position, and I don't think he was in a position that he admired. I got behind him, and I'm trying to take the lens cap off without making any movement. Yeah, trying to get the GoPro going and trying to get a good shot. And I, like I said, that is that is a thankless job, but. I had, I had the camera sitting between my legs and I've got the slate call in my hand. I was working and then I would, I would with the slate in my hand, reach up and touch the focus ring and then come back to hit the slate and I had the diaphragm going. And then when the birds started coming, I, I was holding the slate in this hand and I was working the tripod and the lens with one hand and then I'm calling and I had too many things going on. No, but it, you know, I, and I kind of looked around James for a minute and I'm like, I saw you know, Tom like at 20, 30 yards. Yeah, they came right up there. And I'm like, I was wondering if he was working for PETA or something. I'm like, you're not going to shoot these turkeys. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same and thing. They let him walk off and I was like, man, he's really generous with these birds because I just shot him in the back of the head when they were walking off. Yeah. And then they kind of came back and he takes the longest shot I've watched somebody shoot this year and straight up nails it. it yeah, just, awesome. just dropped him. And, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you not have a shot, but I can do right here. I could reach around, but no, it was, it was just such a great experience this morning and just fantastic. And you got us right in the right spot. They came in. We even had another gobbler coming from the north. I think that was the north from us that you saw, yeah. and we didn't even. I had he was no coming. Idea. I mean, if we just gave him another minute or two, he'd have made it there. He was. He yeah. was definitely on the beeline. Yeah, that was 
just a, a great experience and and I know James was James you could say you know how fun that was and just it, it's been a great full day here and and that full day you only hunted like 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes today, each 10 minutes day but I'm saying the 24 hours we've been here but gotcha. no this is this has been fantastic and and again you know you you I called you what three weeks ago and, and said hey do you got a spot for us and you're like yeah I'll make room and and man, we couldn't have asked for a better experience. And well, so it could have went different because it's real hunting, and you never yeah. know what the birds are going to do. But it's gone pretty good so far. So I'm I'm pretty pumped. And tonight we got a little bit of a treat going on. We're going to have some crawfish. There's a guy from Louisiana coming to Uvalde, doing this big cook cook off deal. And I said, Well, I need thirty pounds. So oh wow. We're gonna we're gonna put some crawfish down. Yeah. And if, if you don't like them, I'm sorry. That's what we're having. For no, no, I can't wait. And, you know, as as an employee of Bushnell and an employee of Vista Outdoors. I know we're a big, huge corporation, but it's my five years been at Bushnell, meeting you and Michael and David and Philip and, and all of all of our partners and ambassadors in the Bushnell team, it's it's like a big family. And and that's that's the thing that I've just been I well, that's I'm, created by you guys. It's not um, you know, the guys you just rattled off are just small group of the whole group of people that Bushnell works with. But, uh, you know, when I when I get to hang out with any of your staff from the office and or uh, hunting with guys in the field, it's always been a ton of fun. Yeah. You know, and so I always say there's worse things we could be doing for a living. And so we're lucky to get to do this kind of thing on a day in, you know, daily. I mean, we're constantly just, you know, out in the field, you know, chasing turkeys this time of year, deer in the fall. But it's fun to do it with fun people, you know, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and and that's that's the thing I, to add to that. You know, I've been blessed to be in the position that I'm in, and just being able to know you guys and and somehow share the Bushnell experience with the the viewers out there. Yeah. And that's 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 been my goal of this entire series is just trying to get you know the the consumer out there to see kind of what Bushnell is about. Just get a peek behind the covers and just see how special our company is how hard we work but also how hard we play so sure. it's it's been great well you're end users yes. to me that's a lot of credibility in the industry because there's a lot of folks that work in our industry that are not necessarily hunters or fishermen or outdoorsmen and not to say you can't do a good job but i i think it comes across when it's like you're an enthusiast about the product that you make or that's you're right. you're a person that uses those products and so in the end of the day, I think the products come out a lot better because you, you've got some insight, you know, and, and your office is full of hunters. Oh, yeah. I know because they're always calling and wanting to go do stuff, you know, which is awesome. And I think it makes the products better. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the red dot that we're running on the retail, that was 100% of a situation where we were invited to go to Los Angeles with the LAPD SWAT team. They gave us a lot of information about here's kind of the things we'd look for in a red dot. Travis on our team went and built that RXS 250 and that thing's a tank. And the, the awesome thing that I, over this whole four weeks is I'll pull that shotgun out of my case when I get home and, and the red dot's still on. I'm like, yeah, I'll turn it off. I've still got 50 plus hours, 50,000 plus hours of uh, battery still. Is that what it care. is, 50,000? It's like 55,000 or something of battery that's life. Crazy. That's crazy. Well, I'm going to quit turning mine off. I'm, I'm that guy that's always worried about it. I always <laughs> turn it off the minute the hunt's done. And when we, when we hear a gobble, I turn it back on. And I've oh more yeah. than one time turkey hunting gone, put slid the gun up in the shower and go, it's not on. And have to reach up there and turn it back on because I forgot. But if, if I got that many hours. Yeah, you, you've got it. tons of battery life. And. And the, the other cool thing that he did is he created a, a fixture where 
he'll put it on a nine millimeter, you know, 1911 and drop it at, at four feet and he could drop it on wood and concrete. And, and I think he dropped it hundreds of times and it's, it's withstand that. So anything we're going to put it through out here, hunting, it's going to be easy. It's going to hold up. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's, it's been fun. And this is the first time I've really hunted with a red dot. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So this, these three hunts is the first time with a red dot and it's changed my, my hunting experience. For me, the red dot, the biggest thing about it is turkey hunt when you get set up, sometimes it's very difficult to get squared up perfect with a gun, you know? Yep. And so you're always leaning over like this or you're doing the left hand switch because of good on this side and you're switching the gun around or doing something like that. And it's wherever that red dot is, no matter if you get up, if you're up off the stock, you're down buried on the stock, it doesn't matter. That's where it's going to be. And for turkey hunting, that's pretty slick. Well, that's what we saw this morning with James. You know, he was he Buffalo ganked, Bill yeah, yeah, out there gangster shooting. Style gangster style. Gangster style shooting. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was amazing. So He got yeah. tactical on the turkey. <laughs> he did. He, he turned that air sideways. So... One, one last question for you. You know, if somebody wanted to, to come out and, and book a turkey hunt with you, what, what do they have to do? I mean, just contact me directly. If you go to the SOE Hunts website, which is soehunts.net, um, you know, there's tabs across the top with all the different hunt packages and all our different locations because we outfit in Texas, Illinois, Iowa, and South Dakota. So nice. If you want whitetails, we got them. If you want mule deer, we got them in South Dakota. You know, if you want turkeys, I got them in all our locations. Um, and you know, Marion's in South Dakota, Rio's in Texas, Eastern's in Illinois and Iowa. So, so someone could contact you and get three legs of the Grand Slam pretty easy. They could. Yeah. Sure so, could. Yep. Very so, cool. Yeah. My cell phone number is on there. And if you hit the contact on the website, believe it or not, I promise I'm the one actually answering all those emails. So, uh, you can reach out any way you want. Very good. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. And, and on behalf of the whole Bushnell staff and team and James and I, Thank you so much. This no is problem. this has been awesome. It's fun when there's fun people. So yeah, thank you. I'm good. So, well, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate no problem, it. Man. Yeah, congrats on number thank three. You. One more to go. One more. Yeah.